There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of r slash nuclear revenge. In this episode, there's going to be one story. That's right. One story. And it's a really long one, so make sure you've got some time before diving in, because it's a really good one. It's how OP gets framed and fired from their job, and how it accidentally results in revenge that some might say would even dip in a supernova category. I hope you stay for the story today, and subscribe for future videos. This is a long one, but if you stick with it until the end, you will learn how I was framed and fired from my job, and how it accidentally set off a chain reaction that led to a staff overhaul, with several managers being fired, the general manager being fired and getting a divorce, and one of the managers being investigated by the FBI and ultimately arrested. Oh, as well as several of the workers being deported. I used to work at an upscale restaurant owned by a large corporation that owns several different restaurant brands. I worked there for about three and a half years before they eventually fired me, but more about that later. First, I want to give an idea of my role there. My role at that job was a little of everything, Since the day I started working there, I took it upon myself to learn as much as possible. I was very persistent with management when I wanted to learn a new department. I had started as a server, but eventually worked my way into different departments and job titles, like carryout, hosting, bartending, barbacking, banquets, catering, and deliveries. My singular goal while working there was to make myself available for as many hours as possible. I was being paid about $12 an hour, though that fluctuated if I was working as a bartender or server and making tips. Eventually, I was noticed by management how I fit best in one of the non-tipped positions. I was so good at it that they decided to try me out as an unofficial supervisor over the team that worked in carryout, catering, and deliveries, as those were all one department. I knew this was going to ultimately mean a few less hours since I would only be working one department. So I negotiated with management to increase my pay about $1.50. Since I was taking on additional responsibilities, they were satisfied with the pay increase. I wasn't trying to get as much money as possible. I just wanted to be able to pay my bills and still have a little money left over for fun. I was living in the highly taxed city of Chicago, which is in the already high tax state of Illinois. So it was pretty difficult to make ends meet and still have money left to enjoy my life. I'm a person of simple pleasures and can enjoy things for a long period of time, so it didn't take much money to be happy. A video game could hold my attention for several months, sometimes even years. I had a family pet that I brought with me to Chicago, so that counted as an extra expense. Not long after I started the position as unofficial supervisor, I got a girlfriend, so I was also going out more often and spending money on her. With my position and some smart budgeting, I was able to afford all of this. The money wasn't an issue, but management had a high turnover rate, so the incoming managers often did not know what the department entailed or how important hours were to workers of these departments. Eventually, it was noted that our current general manager was going to be fired and replaced. The incoming general manager was supposed to be some rock star when it came to improving restaurants. 
We looked up his name and found him as the first search result on Google. But the entry wasn't some glowing review of his work ethic or of his impeccable ability to improve a way a restaurant runs. It was actually a mugshot and a police report filed for repeated domestic abuse. This is important later. We'll call him Harvey. Shortly after Harvey came in and started making changes, one of our best managers gave her resignation. She refused to work with him and, like an oracle, told us to expect lots of sexual harassment, misogynistic comments, and for him to eventually run the place into the ground. Not long after she left, our general manager began replacing our current managers with hand-picked people that he worked with in the past. Eventually, all but one manager was replaced. That manager was the kitchen manager. We'll call him Fredo. Fredo had been there since I started working there. He seemed to be something of a chameleon, as in his values and ethics seemed to change depending on who his boss was. Honestly, I sort of applaud his survival instinct, but ultimately see him as a suck-up and a traitor. Harvey never really replaced the manager for our department, so we ran without a lot of oversight. Unless you count me as the supervisor, we didn't constantly have someone breathing down our necks about how things should be done. Our department had some hiccups here and there, but it still ran really smoothly. Since we didn't have our own manager, we often had to radio for a manager to come help us out on things that needed manager card for approval. Fredo would always be the one to answer these calls since the kitchen was closest to our department. Over time, the new team of managers started to see Fredo as the manager of our department as well. However, the hourly team that worked there still saw me as their supervisor. This meant that anytime Fredo was trying to make changes that would ultimately hurt us, the team relied on me to mitigate those disasters or negotiate with Fredo to let us do our jobs the way we had already proven worked really well. Over several months, Fredo and I would butt heads dozens of times. He and I were constantly arguing about how important hours were to the workers in the department. He had it in his head that we should be living off tips like servers. But since most of our orders were carryouts, they came in through Grubhub, and Grubhub doesn't tip. We didn't have a lot of deliveries in a day, and the tips we got from those were maybe $10 if we were lucky. But splitting $10 four ways doesn't add up to a lot. It just showed that Fredo had no clue what he was talking about. Eventually, we had a meeting with Harvey, Fredo, and all the workers of the department. It was marketed as a chance to voice all of our grievances and concerns with the changes that they wanted to make with no chance of retaliation. So the workers did exactly that. They talked about how Fredo was trying to cut hours even though he isn't our actual manager. When it was brought up that they were attempting to hire someone to be the manager, the team suggested that I take over since I had already been supervising them and running things smoothly for the last several months. I was also the one that management consulted with when writing schedules, as I had an understanding of the days some workers could and couldn't work depending on their school schedules or family life. I could see at the moment it was suggested that Harvey and Fredo made the decision on the spot that I had to be gotten rid of. Although they didn't say it, I could see the look they gave each other, and I instinctively knew that my days at this place were numbered and my job was going to be getting the axe one way or another. They made a bunch of promises to us about not cutting hours. They told us that they would stop sending all but one person home early and only leaving one person to clean everything and close up by themselves. As this wasn't a small department and it was simply too much for one person to do alone while still meeting health and safety standards. They promised that whatever hours we were scheduled for, we would work. 
We weren't trying to be unreasonable, so we told them that we usually have three or four people scheduled to work our department. They could cut two of them early, but we always needed at least two people here to help close properly. The promise was made that they would always have at least two closers. However, only about a week later, they started sending all but one person home early again, every night. One night, they tried to do it when I was scheduled as closer, and we had just come back from a massive catering event, and there was an unbelievable amount of cleanup left to do for one person. When Fredo came in and tried to send everyone except me home, I stepped up and told him that he was consistently breaking the promise he made to us during the meeting. He looked at me square in the face and told me to stop complaining about it, and if I was going to keep trying to talk to him about breaking his promises, he could easily find someone who could work my shifts. I quickly realized that this was an assassination attempt on my job. He wanted me to press it further, so I backed off and started cleaning. I ended up having to stay way late, and that meant overtime pay anyway, and I got a write-up for that since we aren't allowed to work overtime without manager's approval. When I refused to sign the write-up, pointing out that I had tried to explain to Fredo that I wouldn't be able to clean up all that stuff alone before my shift ended, I was allowed to leave without signing the write-up, but only because the HR rep that was present at the time wasn't one of Harvey's cronies. Skip ahead to the day I was fired. It's important to note, at this point, I always came into work an hour early. Since we lived in Chicago, food was expensive. However, at our job, we were allowed to have as much free soup and bread as we liked. So I would come into work one hour early every day so I could have some soup and bread for lunch before my shift. But on this day, when I walked into the kitchen to get myself some soup, one of the line cooks told me that he had a dish that had been cancelled after he cooked it, and Fredo told him to give it to someone. He assured me that Fredo already comped it, and it was free to take for whoever wanted it. It just so happened to be my favorite appetizer, so I happily took the free food. Not long after I got to my booth and began eating, both Harvey and Fredo approached me and asked me if I had put in a ticket for that food. I told them that the line cook had given it to me and said it was cancelled, that Fredo had already comped it, but Fredo looked dumbfounded and said he had no idea what I was talking about. So Harvey told me, I think you know that's theft. Go ahead and finish the food and then grab your stuff and go. That's the last meal you'll be having here. I tried to explain to them that I had been given this food by the line cook, but they refused to listen. So I offered to take them to the kitchen to clear it up with the cook. But by the time I'd got back to the kitchen with them to talk to the line cook, he had already gone home for the day. I had no choice but to gather my stuff, say my goodbyes, and head home. On my way out, I told the people working my department that afternoon what happened, exactly as it happened. They were shocked and angry, but mostly sad to see me go. I decided that on my way out, I would stop by the accounting office and pick up any tips that might have been dropped off for me that week, just to make sure I don't get screwed out of that money. Before heading down, I had the gut feeling to just set my phone to record and stuffed it into my pocket with the camera rolling. Although the video was entirely black since it was in my pocket, I did manage to get a pretty muffled recording of Harvey and Fredo's voices through the door, discussing how things had gone as planned, and that they'd been trying to get rid of me ever since the meeting with my department. I knocked on the door, and they hushed up before opening it. They asked what I was still doing there, and I asked for my tips. They gathered what was in the safe for me and handed it over. Despite my anger rising at what I just heard, I decided not to burn this bridge just yet, because perhaps... I could nuke it later. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I offered a handshake to both managers, thanked them for the opportunity to work there, and left. Making sure to pull my phone out of my pocket and record the front of the restaurant with a sign showing its name and logo. Working in a restaurant, you learn always to cover your own ass. It's true for most jobs, but something was telling me that I would need this all later. If I was being accused of theft, I wanted to be able to prove that it wasn't true if it ever came up in job interviews, which is exactly what happened and where this all started going nuclear. On the train ride home, I sent some messages and made some posts to local groups on Facebook saying that I'd just been fired and that I was looking for a job as quickly as possible. By the time I got off at my stop, I'd already set up an interview for later that day. I was offered the job about 5 minutes into the interview, but after going into details, it didn't sound like it was for me, so I turned it down. Over the next few days, I interviewed with a few other places and found one that was a damn good fit with a hefty pay raise compared to my previous job, and I wouldn't have to deal with customers. It was an auditing job for a logistics company. However, during the interview with the manager of the job, he mentioned he'd already called my previous place of employment and had spoken with a general manager, Harvey. Harvey had told him that I had been fired for theft. Luckily for me, the manager I was interviewing with asked me to tell him more about that, and he was willing to let me pull out my phone and find the recording. I asked him if the voice in the video was the same as the person he spoke on the phone with. It was. That was confirmation enough for him that I hadn't made a fake video. He listened to the two managers in the video, admit that they had set me up, and watched to the end when I showed the front of the restaurant, complete with the logo and name. The manager interviewing me, who we'll start calling Dean, hired me immediately and asked me to send him the recording. I did. I thought that was the end of it. About seven months later, after settling into this job quite nicely, HR sends out a welcome all of our new team members email, which listed all of the newest hires, some facts about them, and had some pictures of them all. They sent these out every time they hired a new round of people. One of them, Thomas, was a former co-worker who worked with me at the restaurant. We had worked at the host stand together, so I was pretty glad to see someone I knew and liked coming onto the team. I sought out his desk and went to say hello, and asked why he left the restaurant. He hadn't left willingly. He had been laid off because the company was under investigation. It had started as a relatively small matter. The corporation that owned the restaurant chain had received an email with an attached video, my video, that had been filmed inside my pocket. That was cause enough for corporate to send someone to investigate internally. 
Thomas was pretty surprised that I hadn't heard anything about it, since there had been numerous attempts to get in touch with me. As soon as he said that, I logged into the old email that I used when I first applied for the job at that restaurant. I had at least two dozen emails asking me to come in to discuss my employment and termination. I never replied. I just didn't care enough anymore. I'd also changed my phone number since then, so they hadn't been able to contact me by phone. Thomas continued explaining that before corporate had sent someone, Harvey and Fredo had talked with my department and tried to offer them a small pay increase to spin corporate a story about how I was horrible at my job and failed to live up to my duties. The day the corporate auditor showed up, there had been a small exodus of people from my old department. They quit on the spot in front of the lady from corporate, let's call her Audrey, and made sure to rat out Harvey and Fredo before leaving. Strike one for both of them. Strike two came a couple days after Audrey showed Harvey and Fredo the recording that kicked this all off. They denied it vehemently, but there was no mistaking Harvey's voice. It's a unique voice. Not only that, but the video also picked up their voice and mine when we shook hands and had a friendly parting of ways, which was something they'd already bragged to Audrey, thinking it made them look better that we were able to part on good terms. This wasn't the actual strike two. That came when it was clear they needed to be separated. So Audrey sent Fredo to work at another restaurant owned by our parent company and temporarily demoted Harvey to manager. This tore them apart. They had once been an inseparable evil team, but the pressure of the investigation must have pushed them over the edge. They ended up at each other's throats, on Facebook, on a public post on the company page. The post has since been deleted, but Thomas explained it as the following. Fredo had been pictured in the Facebook post on the restaurant page, and Harvey made a passive-aggressive comment about how Fredo shouldn't have even been in the picture, since he'd been moved to another restaurant due to misconduct. Fredo saw this comment and said something along the lines of, At least when people search my name, I don't show up as the guy that punched his wife. To which Harvey responded, Very funny from the guy who's cheating on his wife with Janet's sister. Fredo replies to that by saying, like you haven't tried with half the waitresses. They all have stories about you harassing them. The post was deleted, but not before Audrey the auditor had seen it. That was officially strike two. Strike three came the next day when Audrey started interviewing some of the female waitstaff and bartenders, seeing if any of them can confirm that Harvey had tried to make a move on them. All of them were interviewed separately. Several of them had similar stories. Every girl confirmed Harvey had made a move on them, and said that he'd offered to be their sugar daddy if they would send nudes or stay after closing to fool around with them. Harvey was fired, but that isn't the worst of it. Audrey just wasn't some random woman from corporate. She was the old regional manager for the area, and had personally hired Harvey's wife as the general manager of another restaurant in the city. So she called up the restaurant that Harvey's wife worked at, and told Harvey's wife everything she'd learned from the female waitstaff. We learned later that they had gotten a divorce over him trying to cheat on her after she'd already given him a second chance to change after he'd laid his hands on her. I don't know what compelled her to give him a second chance after something like that, but she sure didn't give him a third. After firing Harvey, the line cook who had given me the food was interviewed by Audrey. I don't know how it came up, but at some point, he let it slip that he was an illegal immigrant. She had his file in her hand, with an Illinois ID and social security number on file, so this confused her as she pressed him for more information. 
It turns out that Fredo had some connections of his own and had a miniature black market going on where he would have fake social security cards and IDs made for the illegal immigrants he was hiring at reduced wages. It had been going on for at least four years. Needless to say, this is a felony. With the potential nightmare that she was likely dealing with, she felt she had no choice but to alert the authorities. Local PD enlisted the help of the FBI, since some of the evidence led them beyond the jurisdiction of local police. Fredo was arrested and quickly gave up the names of all the people working that he had sold social security cards and IDs to. I'm not sure if he gave up all of them, but he did name drop about 14 people, and of those 14, at least half were deported by the time Thomas had been let go. One of them was the line cook that had given me the food the day I was fired. Thomas went on to explain that it all started with me being fired, but I never sent that recording to corporate. I'd only sent it to Dean when he hired me. I asked him about it, and he told me that he'd sent it to his wife since she was a lawyer. He wanted to see if I had a case to maybe sue my old job since what they had done was wrong. But he also remembered that when we first talked about it, I said I'm not the type of person who would try to make millions off an entire company because of the mistake of two assholes. So his wife had been the one that sent it to the legal team at the corporate HQ of my old restaurant job. My boss showed it to his wife, who sent it to the real head honchos of my old job. They were both just trying to get two scumbags fired for what they did to me, but ended up pulling a thread so long that it uncovered so many things. In the end, there were sexual harassment accusations, revelations about managers cheating on their wives with employees of authority, a divorce, massive layoffs pending investigations, a staff overhaul, and an FBI investigation into what could have been considered black market dealings of falsified government-issued documents, and at least half a dozen deportations, and probably as many as 14. I don't know if this counts as nuclear revenge, as I actively didn't pursue it, but Thomas ended up showing me that even if it wasn't revenge, it definitely was nuclear, and the crater it left was massive. Oh my goodness, what a crazy story. Kudos to OP's amazing co-workers who all walked out on the job in front of the auditor. Not many people would risk their livelihoods for one person. However, I did find it odd that the new manager was curious enough to take that information he had nothing to do with and decided to pursue and escalate things. I mean, I guess it worked out in the end, but if it wasn't his business to begin with, why go into it? But guys, I want to know what you think. Let me know if this story was well worth the nuclear revenge badge. A lot of comments I've seen from the post had some people go as far as classifying it as supernova or even black hole. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nuclear Revenge. If you aren't subscribed, hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications because I upload videos almost every day. See you guys in the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.